I'm Helen. And I'm Ali. This is Cars of the Macabre. Profanities guaranteed. Viewer discretion is advised. Hello, hello, hello. Hello. We're back. We are Cars of the Macabre. It's Helen, Ali and Gilbert. It is the Goobster. Goobster. Or Giblets, as I like to call him. Oh, his his name has gotten ridiculous. I mean, what did I call him? It was a combination of Goober and Gilbert and just came out as Goobert. I like that. <laughs> Goobert. That's another one. Oh, I feel bad. It's like you're a pet and get called everything by your actual name. That's fine, though. Yeah. I think I did call, I did call him Mark. When I'm talking about, like, it, it, when we've been recording and stuff, I've noticed that I say Mark quite a bit, actually. Okay, okay. Yeah. People must get confused because he gets called several different names and they're probably wondering, who is who are all these people? It's the same person. Same person. <laughs> the same awesome person. Absolutely. We're so awesome, we now have a triangle of madness. <laughs> we do have a triangle of madness. Shall I try and explain this? You can try and explain it. Harder. I think, so when we, when we start to film things, I think it would be a bit easier to understand it. Yeah. But... So Ali and I are twin flames. We we are sisters. We've lived together numerous times and we end up just doing things like say like as if we're twins. Yeah. Which is really weird. And I have this strange thing where I'm not sure if it's a twitch <laughs> or a ghost passing by, but and it's it's since our Richard passed, I feel like it has developed into more of an anxious twitch. <laughs> um, which Jess actually noticed that she was like, are you all right? I was like, it's fine, it's a twitch. It's just, it's, you know, it's just in the last year it's happened. Where I get like shudders and I kind of twitch a bit. It, it is a twitch. and But I get it all the time when I'm round you for some reason. <laughs> I make you twitch. And it's the, the only thing I can think to describe it is that the feeling of, you know, when someone says... Oh, someone's just walked over my grave. But it's very extreme. And so I did that. Then you ended up in response kind of, I don't know how to describe it. Head shaking and mumbling, but in a very (laughs) impatient kind of way. Really strange. So it's almost like you're just like mumbling words. To myself. And then at the same time this is happening, Goober kind of did an air kick at Ali. So it literally was, the way we were stood, it just became a triangle of madness. And, and so that's what that is. I think it's only really funny if you're us or if you were there because it was just bizarre how it just happened. Exactly. It was just natural to all of us. Just, just, which is the scary thing. And I think, I don't know, obviously, if, if you're just tuning in, welcome. We do talk about mental health a lot. And we're allowed to talk about mental health because we experience a lot of mental health problems. So yes. it's fine. We're not, you know, it, with all due respect. But yeah. seriously, if you, if you were us, you'd be talking about it. So I'd be like, what is going on? <laughs> I need to talk about what's happening to me because I don't know what's going on anymore. I need to share this and make sure it's okay. <laughs> As Helen said, if this is the first time tuning in, welcome. 
And if you like what you hear, uh, if you're not just tuning in and you haven't done so, please like, subscribe, share, rate, review, download, follow us on all the socials. We'll give you those at the end. Yeah. And um, we're going to get into this episode because I think there's going to be a lot of chit chat at the end. I am so excited about this. So we are recording this on the 29th of October. So yesterday we went on a spooky road trip. Which we love, don't we? We want we to do, do more spooky road trips. Yeah. So visiting anywhere that's got sort of, you know, it's like a horror thing. Like yeah. scare attractions, abandoned buildings, you know, any, anything like that. Um, we are very open to going to. Any excuse for a road trip and then just add spooky onto it and it's even better. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yesterday we went along to horror at Hinchingbrook House. We will get into the horror part of it in a little while, but I am going to go through the history of Hinchinbrook House. I'm so excited. It's, 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 it's fun. It's cool. I love it. So Hinchinbrook House is a stately home in Huntingdon and it's a grade one listed building. It is now part of Hinchinbrook School and it has been since the 1970s, but originally it was an 11th century wooden church. No way. <laughs> it was converted into a Benedictine priory occupied by nuns. Henry VIII decided to dissolve all monasteries in 1538. And then after that, he granted the house and estate to Richard Williams, otherwise known as Cromwell. So Richard Cromwell. For the absurd price of £19. Oh, my gosh. Now, this house is huge and it is beautiful. Oh, it's absolutely stunning. It was just looking at it, it was like, oh, it's like the perfect place for something like a school. Like... I don't know, it looks like a school from like a TV show or something. Or for the cult to move into. For, yeah, definitely. And also for something like horror at Hinchinbrook House as well. So it was then converted into a Tudor country house, which is obviously what we are seeing when we go see it today. The Cromwell stayed there until 1627 when they ran out of money. And they had a lot of visitors there. So people like Queen Elizabeth. King James I, Prince Henry. King James I visited a lot and um, they put on huge, lavish entertainments for him, that kind of thing. In 1627, when the Cromwells left, it was bought by the Montague family, who were an up-and-coming aristocratic family. In 1660, they were then awarded an earldom. So you may know them better as the Earls of Sandwich. Oh my god, amazing. I love all these connections. A little tidbit for you. John Montague, who was the fourth Earl of Sandwich, is considered to have been the creator of the sandwich. Oh, I love a sandwich. So he was seated at a gaming table. Well, this is how the story goes. Mm-hmm. He was seated at a gaming table and he didn't want to leave, so requested slices of roast beef be placed between two slices of bread. But this is an apocryphal notion, so there's no... There's nothing that confirms it as such. What a great set of words. Sorry. No, I... Oh, oh well, not sorry. Don't be sorry. It's amazing. <laughs> uh, the Montagues also ran out of money and sold the estate in the early 1960s. And it was then bought by Huntington District Council and uh, in 1970. And that's when the house reopened as a school. Oh, it's just so beautiful. You've also got things like the police headquarters there like on the estate and like other things, council buildings, I think, and everything like that. It's, um, yeah, it, it's, it's pretty epic. Now, 
In the 1830s, there was a huge fire that destroyed the original main staircase. And this was a hotspot for ghostly activity. Oh. Mm. Yeah, there's some spooky history in here. The replacement for the staircase was sourced from the south of England and it, because it was the one that they found, it was very similar to the original. Okay. It did differ in size, so any spectres that were then seen after the main sta- uh, the new staircase was put in were only seen from the knees up. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Whilst reconstructing the staircase in 1834, two stone coffins were discovered inside and there were two skeletons, originally thought to be nuns, but they were. They, it was then discovered they were male and female and they were believed to have been buried between the 10th and the 11th centuries. Oh, God. I just love the history of our country. I absolutely love things like this connected to these buildings that have had different uses, different buildings there. There's bodies in there. It's just so much history. I, I have to admit, so... I think I've said previously, I'm a real fan of dark history. Mm -hmm. And I think England, Scotland, we have some of the best dark history in the world. And Ireland. And And Ireland and Wales, yeah. We have a lot of cool history. Yeah. That's very spooky, spooky. It's it's definitely something I'm I'm proud of because, you know, like I said, it's it's my historical interest is the dark stuff. So I'm like, yay, go us. (laughs) It's awesome. It just makes me proud. I'm like, oh, we come from this. This is great. So ghosts have been... Oh, no, sorry. I'm going back to the skeletons now. Okay. They had good teeth and Mm. because they were in stone coffins, it sort of indicated that they were people of prominence, like quite important people. Okay. Um, But their identities are still unknown, which is a bit of a shame. Yeah. They're still like, obviously, you know, it still has the enigma and stuff because you don't know who they are, where they came from, why they were buried there, et cetera, et cetera. Um, But you can still view the skeletons when you visit the house. They're still there and you can see them. I'd love to go back there. We need to go back there and do like a tour of it. I think so. Mm. I think so because, like I said, there's a lot of spooky history and it starts with these two. Mm -hmm. Now, the ghosts have been seen in, well, ghosts have been seen inside and outside of the house. There's been unexplained, (laughs) every time. You're good. You're right. (laughs) Unexplained noises, disembodied voices, footsteps, children playing, full body apparitions, and there's even been a ghost dog. Oh, ghost dog. Yeah, how cute is that? I love that. Uh, masons that were employed by Huntingdon District Council for repairs and restorations reported tools moving around during the night, but the house was empty and locked up. Mm-hmm. So one workman volunteered to spend the night to investigate. He awoke during the early hours of the morning to an eerie apparition of a monk standing over him. And after this ordeal, the, the former refused to enter the room ever again. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. But you, you, I'd be like, holy fuck balls. Quite I'm literally. <laughs> yeah, just, just waking up and something being looming over you is just terrifying. Yeah, right? Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is, because if you're between that stage of wake and sleep... Mm-hmm. You'd be like, am I seeing it? Am I not? But I'd get the fuck out of Dodge either way because, yeah, I'm not risking that. No. No. Don't risk it for a biscuit. But I'm going to tell you a little bit more about the monk in a, in a, in a, in a teensy bit. Oh, I'm excited. Yeah. So there's been there's several ghosts living at Hinchinbrook House. One is a dead cavalier. He was killed inside the house, but he 
just keeps to himself. So he's of no, he doesn't cause any harm. You know, he just sort of walks about. He's just often seen wandering about, that Mm -hmm. kind of thing. Love that for him. There is the woman on the staircase who I mentioned. Yeah. um, A nun who's only seen from the knees up. That's very scary. There's the monk. A dark monk. Um, he doesn't cause any harm, but is known to scare people. So he likes to. He likes to. He's like, I'm gonna have a little bit of fun with these guys. Exactly. Yeah. So he's terrifying, but he's not actually gonna do anything to you. Okay. There's the ghost of a young nun outside of the house. There's a bridge over Alconry Brook called Nuns Bridge. Now today it can be crossed only by walking and cycling, but cars used to be able to cross it. It's mm. very steep. So there was several fatal accidents that have occurred there, and which is why you can't cross via car anymore. Okay. Yeah. Just anything with nuns. I didn't used to be scared of nuns until I watched The Nun and The Nun 2. I think anything religious is kind of creepy for me. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know what it is. Wow. Because it's definitely not from watching The Nun or anything. I had this before where I've always thought sort of religious figures are quite creepy. Yeah. Well, if you look at the dark history of them, mm. you know, they weren't always very nice, were well, they? no, they weren't. They're still not. No. <laughs> no offence. Um, so they have... There's been three ghostly crash cars near the bridge that have been reported. Ooh. Yeah. So there's your, there's your little car involvement as well. Yeah. There's claims that accidents have been caused by an apparition of a nun stepping out in front of oncoming cars when the cars used to be able to cross. The young nun has been seen here on numerous occasions and she is said to have drowned in the brook. Oh, that's sad for yeah. her. And sometimes she's seen with a na- with a man or a nurse. All right. Yeah. So I don't know where the connection comes with the man and the nurse, but, yeah, supposedly sometimes she's not alone. Perhaps they're just her mates. Mates. <laughs> they're like, do you want to go... Buddies, they're pals. Do you want to go have a walkabout? <clears throat> yeah. And they're like, yeah... Let's go for a stroll along the promenade. Exactly. <laughs> I think the most famous ghost, though, at Hinchinbrook House has to be the White Lady. This is quite a sad story. So she is the best documented sighting at the house. She's been seen by many outside of the house, within the grounds or the bordering walls. Sightings are very detailed and extensive with consistent description so she's known to be exceptionally beautiful wearing a long white dress and all encounters describe her as incredibly upset and tearful oh according to reports she's practically glowing radiating light yeah and although her identity has not been verified it is widely believed to be the spirit of martha ray Martha Ray was the mistress of John Montague, the fourth Earl of Sandwich, who supposedly created the sandwich. Mm-hmm. And on the 7th of April, your birthday, Ooh. Yeah, in 1779, Martha was brutally murdered on the steps of Covent Garden Opera House. And it's possibly it's possible that she may have returned to the house in search of her lover. Oh, I feel bad for her. Yeah, I know. Martha Ray. That's very interesting. Very interesting. And would make sense if she, you know, if she would go back. Because I think people... You go back to a place of significance, don't you? Exactly. A lot of people think that spirits possibly get trapped where they were killed if they're Mm. not not entirely sure they've crossed over, yada, yada. But um, this this makes total sense. Martha Ray. Now, today, Hinchinbrook House is still part of the Hinchinbrook School. 
but it also functions as like a wedding venue, conference centre, place to host dinners, dances, all that fancy razzmajazz. I want to go do that razzmajazz in that place. I know, it's amazing. I think it would be amazing. Um, Let's go have a rave up in there. But, and this is where horror Hingenbrook comes into play, during the spooky season, it completely transforms into, and I quote, an award-winning interactive realistic horror experience known as Horror at Hinchinbrook House. Features all sorts of ghoulish, terrifying monsters, including famous characters from horror, the horror genre mm-hmm. uh, that we all know and love. And yeah, this is where we went to last night. I love it because I've only heard about this place through you, so I knew nothing of the history of it. So I'm glad that you've kind of gone through some of that. I mean, this is a very sort of condensed version yeah. of the history of it. Um, but yes, I think it's probably most well known for... The horror. Horror. Yeah. yeah. Um, There is a performing arts centre. So I think a lot of the scare actors are actually doing it as part of like their degree or whatever it is that they they do there. And it's it's not just like the actors. I think it's makeup artists and things like that as well. So cool. And recently we've done Scare City. So it's nice to be able to compare the two as well. Definitely. And they're very different. Yeah. So I've known about horror at Hinchinbrook House for quite a while, but I've never actually gone. Mm. And so last night was the first time for all of us, which was which was great. You yeah, know, you've done Scare City before, but n- none of us had done this one. I'm gonna I'm gonna dedicate this episode to my friend Aaron, our friend Aaron, who just lives down the drive actually in the house. Yeah, he's where, not dead. No, he um he he now lives in the house that Gilbert grew up in, and um, Gilbert actually went to school with his partner Sophie, um, and they become really good friends of ours. So Aaron will pop over and scare the and shit <laughs> out of us. Yeah, that's his like favourite pastime is to, he's like a fucking ninja. He yeah. walks through the front door, closes it, everything without anyone batting an eyelid. Like we do not notice him. And then, yeah, then scares the living shite balls out of me. Um, but he, he's been and Sophie's been. Sophie's only been once, but Aaron's been a few times. Mm-hmm. And oh my God, when he was telling me about it, because most of these scare attractions you go to, they're not allowed to touch her. Especially since COVID. Yeah. Oh, no, here along comes Aaron. Oh, no, they touch her. Oh, yeah, yeah, they'll run their hands through, through your hair. They'll, <laughs> they'll, they, you know, he's telling, telling us a story about how he had a bag put over his head and was taken away from the group, put on his knees. The bag's taken off his head. Someone's got a knife to his throat. And you've got Negan from Walking Dead with Lucille, like, like swinging it around over the top of him. I mean, Aaron loved that because he loves The Walking Dead. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. But for me, like I said, horror films, books, fuck well, books because you create, create in your head creates more scariness for me. But horror films, absolutely nothing. doesn't touch me. Immersive experiences, on the other hand, I am the wettest lettuce going. Yeah. And holy shit, I literally, I, as me thinking I'm going to have to buy ten a lady because I'm going to wet myself. You know, I would not cope with being picked up and dragged away from the group. As, particularly if, like, I think he said, yeah, you you then actually have to run to like catch up with you. So if oh, you've got other God. things happening whilst you're running through to try and catch up with the group, I'd be like, no, can't cope, can't cope, can't cope. The fear of God was put into me. Yeah. And, you know, then I started watching videos of other people's experiences. <laughs> I was my own worst enemy and I watched a video and literally one of the actors jumped on somebody's back. One, I'm thinking, I've got a bad back. <laughs> <laughs> Two, that would be the point that I probably wet myself for the second time. <laughs> yeah, but apart from you've developed a new fear thing, haven't you? I have developed a new fear thing um, around the clowns. So we've established that 
we are petrified of clowns. Yeah. I've now developed a dry heave. <laughs> <laughs> Which is hilarious for everybody else, I have to say. Literally, um, in this year's one, there was Clown Fucking City. Yeah. I shit you not. And around me, there's all these clowns and all you can hear is... <laughs> it's just <laughs> trying not to be sick. <laughs> it's so strange because it's such an odd response. But I just, I'm sorry to laugh at you, but it's really funny, babe. <laughs> no, it's absolutely fine. I mean, I feel kind of blessed yesterday. You and Gilbert made a pact that you were going to make an alley sandwich. And we had fast track tickets. So there was like two queues. Um, so the fast tracks would obviously go in first. Mm-hmm. Um, but they obviously try and make up bigger groups. So we had four other people from the other queue join our group so I'm like oh safety in numbers yeah. um, but then one of the guys heard that and his friend or his missus turned around and was like well he wants to eat dead people so you know not safety in numbers I'm like yeah that was really weird eh? I, I was like well, <laughs> alright we're, mm, we're vegan so I don't know what to say to that <laughs> please don't I, I, you wouldn't like the taste of me I'm not you know I won't taste meaty I will taste like broccoli um <laughs> <laughs> But so we had other people join and you guys were making an alley sandwich, make sure I'm not at the front or at the back. And, you know, that that helps me a little bit. I can't remember where I was going with this. Maybe to the people we met, the group? Uh, no, I was getting there. But, um, oh, that's why I felt I felt quite blessed because yes. um, two of the people in the group we actually um, got quite friendly with. Um, so hello, Tom and Maddie. Hi! Uh, Maddie gets the biggest shout out from me because, bless her, She's the cutest, petitest little thing, and she constantly made sure she had my hand, and she is also petrified of clowns. So there's three of us. We had no hope. Yeah. Um, but the poor girl took the brunt of the clowns. There was one she clown did. in particular. To be fair, I think Tom told a couple of them that she was petrified, so they <laughs> I, actually they just gunned for he her. He made it worse. He, <laughs> Tom, you're a very naughty boy. Um and you owe Maddie flowers. That's <laughs> all I'm going to say. Because, and a cake. Uh, yes. All of all of the good things. Just gift Maddie lots of nice things to make up for it. But um, there was one clown in particular. Grown-ass man, clearly, behind the costume. Mm-hmm. Very scary mask. But spoke in a real squeaky child voice. And he was just constantly about an inch away from... Not even an inch, Mike. Less than an inch away from Maddie's face the entire time. And because they can touch you... They're stroking her hair. Ooh, They're yeah. all up in a grill. Like, the poor girl just wasn't getting a break. And he was following her all the way through. Because we had to, like, cli- like bend and crawl through. Like, it was like kind of like a soft play thing. It was um, covered in mud. Yeah. Because it had been raining. And obviously some of it's outside. So you're getting caked. Um and uh, he was just, and he was looking through like the little stringy window bits of it at her, just constantly following around. So I was like, I, and I'm sorry, Maddie, but I was like, oh, at least the heat's off me because <laughs> constantly I'm thinking, I need to try and look like I'm not scared. I need to try and look like I'm big and brave. I've got my big girl pants on because if not, I'm going to get this shit. And I honestly did not want to throw up on anyone. Well, now, I didn't even know we had to worry about that until... Because it happened once at Scare City. You did did one one dry heave. Yeah. Last night, I was like, shit, the bed. <laughs> She's like, don't be sick. Are you going to be sick? <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm fine. Think. <laughs> that's the thing. At, at, at events like this, if you show fear, that's what they want. You are a victim then. Yeah. So you... I mean, the... I closed my eyes a few times and had my head down so I couldn't, like, see anything. And because Maddie had hold of me 
and I had hold of her and then I was either grabbing your hand or Mark's hand be, be, like behind. I was like, just don't let go. Don't let go. <laughs> I was like, okay, I can cope with this. I'm not going to look. I'm not going to look. I'm not going to look. And then every damn fucking clown decided they wanted to take my hat off. Yes. Yeah, we were wearing beanies because it was raining and it was a bit cold. Yeah, but note to self, don't wear a bloody beanie. No, they take it off. Yeah. And then, uh, you know... It gets very warm. Even though it was cold outside, it gets very warm. So my head, my hair's plastic because I'm sweating, not only because I'm hot, <laughs> but because I'm scared shitless. Um, <laughs> um, but literally every damn clown, there was one that was hanging above and yeah. all of a sudden my hat disappeared and I looked up and, oh my God, the face. No, can't. <laughs> <laughs> but it just shows, it's it's so good the way they do it. Mm. The... the the actors are brilliant. Oh, they were phenomenal. And do you know what? I thought, I have to admit, I thought the touching was going to be worse. I did once you, because I, I was convinced, I was like, I'd be no touching. And the way that, after COVID, there'd be yeah. no touching. And the way that Aaron described it, I literally thought, I'm going to be a quivering mess. I'm literally going to collapse and not be able to move forward. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't like touching strangers at the best of time. You know, like you're on the train or the tube or something like that and someone's too close to me or just crowds and I'm like, Get out of my space. Exactly. Get the fuck out of my bubble. But um, I thought that, so the touching for me was just going to be overwhelming. Um, but I didn't find it as horrific as I thought I was going to. Mm-hmm. Like the touching wise, you know, there was obviously the the grabbing of the ankles for someone who's really low down. Yeah, that's scary. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of like mannequin things, but the actors are so good. You cannot tell which one of them is is a real person until they jump out at you. And it, I will say, yeah. I have never been so touched up. <laughs> Even though, the, you know, the touching wasn't too bad, but the amount of times my left boob was grabbed. Not intentionally, Not intentionally. It was all accidental because, you know, they're coming at you from all different kinds of angles and they're putting their hands out to touch you. You know, they don't know where they're putting their hands. <laughs> but I have never se- felt so violated. <laughs> Like, why is it? It's my boob or my hat? Yeah, boob or hat. I mean, I've learned my lesson about the hat, but I can't exactly take my boobs off. Mm, I'm trying to think what you could do. You could wear a backpack on your front. No, because then if I need to hug someone. Yeah, no, that wouldn't work. <laughs> I do have to admit, and we've all, we all know by now that Ghostface is my favourite mm-hmm, mm-hmm. horror character. And... The best part about the whole thing, well, you know, the, the the house initially when you go in was absolutely phenomenal. That was brilliant. But my favourite thing, and I think your favourite thing, and possibly yours, was the school part. No, that wasn't your favourite thing? What was Gilbert's favourite thing? Oh, yeah, of course. Oh, I'll get to hammer. that. Yeah. No, it was an axe. Oh, an axe. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, the school. So um, you walked up to the school and it's got this old cinema sign out with like Scream, Baywatch, all of this kind of stuff. Friends, there, friends. Yeah. yeah. And you kind of, you go in and all of a sudden there's this 90s horror music playing. Oh, it's so good. There was like some sort of creepy mist that you see in the Nightmare Before Elm Street film, like mm-hmm. when she's in the dream. Um, it was, well, for me, the visuals looked like that. It looked like that creepy horror film mist from the 90s. Yeah, definitely. And then we're like with some lights and stuff like that. And you walk in and you went through Baywatch, which was Bizarre, but it was brilliant. Yeah. But then, you know, you've got the phone ringing and then there's a voiceover and it's, hello, Sydney. And I'm like, yes, motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) And then as you're walking through, you've got all these uh, ghost face sitting 
sort of you kind of had to weave a little bit through um and you got them on either side of you you can't tell which one's real and then all of a sudden one kind of gets up yeah and then you make your way down some i think you made your way down some little stairs again and then you're in like a really long corridor and at the end you just see this figure of like the silhouette of ghost face and you stood there for a moment and all of a sudden the speed at which he runs towards you and you think do you know what this guy is going to plunge something into me and that's me gone but that was that was epic Mm -hmm. because that just felt so real yeah um and i actually you know it was simple but it was the most effective and then i got i got really happy because then he pulled my hat down over my face i was like yay ghost face (laughs) i'm your biggest man and i was wearing my jumper that had ghost face that picks up a phone that says no you hang up and i really want to turn around and be like look (laughs) but I didn't I was just like oh this is phenomenal Um, the bit that did disappoint me was that I think we were supposed to have seen Barbie yeah see I didn't know any of this Barbie was advertised but Barbie wasn't there Um, but leading up to school that's when we had Michael was it Michael Myers I think it was there was was a guy from the purge with a baseball bat coming after and then all of a sudden we're walking past these bins to get to the to the school bit and this guy, uh, Michael, he just comes running after you with a chainsaw and it's a real chainsaw. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the chain's removed and things like that. But Aaron had told Aaron had told me that they get it so close to you, like they, literally they put it on you and you can feel the heat and smell the petrol. Yeah. Now, we pegged it. I grabbed Helen. Um, Tom and Maddie ran ahead. Helen and I ran ahead. Poor Gilbert. I'm going to, I hate myself for this. <laughs> he got left behind with the other two. That were in the group. He's just sauntering along. <laughs> so the scare was completely wasted on him anyway. <laughs> um, and yeah, we just pegged it. But that that was quite good. But I felt like the chase could have been longer. Yeah. Um, but there was a clown at one point with a chainsaw and they did put that one up against your back and you could feel the heat and smell the petrol from yeah. it. So you are, you're like, this could be real. Yeah. And I think that was the difference between sort of scarcity and horror at Hinchinbrook House. Yes, I've just realised I've taken up all of this talking about it. It's all right. Please, it's good. interject. Tell no, no, me no. your thoughts. What was what was great for you? I it, I think the immersive part of it, like you say, the, the fact that they could touch you. I mean, two of them put me in a coffin at one point <laughs> yeah. in the school. The school part with all the 90s horror references. Freddie was, my, was there, was but you my, missed him, didn't I you? I missed him. I'm so mad. Yeah. But that whole section was my favourite because it was the most fun because, you know, I love pop culture. Yes. And obviously horror pop culture, paranormal pop culture. So I was like, oh, my God, this is literally amazing. And because it was in a school. Yeah. And that part of it is sort of almost a modern school building or what you would imagine a modern school building to be. So, you know, long corridors, the different halls and rooms and things yeah you know you know you're in a school and so that part of it I was just like I literally feel like I'm in a horror movie and actually I hadn't thought of it before but all of the um, things that featured there like Carrie because Carrie was there as well yeah there's all something with those films that involve a school yeah and I hadn't thought of that before like there's always a scene or something that takes place in a school yeah Buffy yeah as an example yeah not so much Baywatch but I don't know, may have been in a school mm-hmm. at some point, I'm not sure. Maybe. But it was just, it, it, was, it was a combination of laughing, because it was so funny, being absolutely terrified. Mm. And, you know, your mind, especially if you're, you've got anxiety, your mind just going, 
this is this is basically the plot of a horror film. Mm. You're in a horror maze, but it could turn real. And, that, you know, that's what goes on in our heads, yeah. isn't it? And the, like you were saying, the fact they've got these mannequins of, for example, Ghostface. Yeah. And they're all there. And you don't know which one's going to jump out at you. So you're just on edge the whole time. Maddie kept, like, hopping. <laughs> Like into the new, like into the spaces where perhaps there wasn't like one situated. Um, <laughs> just, to, just to try and stop being like grabbed or something. She was like hopping. <laughs> it was really funny. Um, there was one bit which was Gilbert's favourite bit. Now, again, th- this stuff doesn't affect Mark at all. Mm. Um, so he he likes it when things actually happen to you. It's like being heckled on stage or something. Yeah, you wouldn't like that. I don't think, but. In like heckled in something like a, a a horror attraction, they literally single you out. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we went into this like bar, and it was these biker werewolves or something, and um, yeah, they singled Mark out. They got him on the pool table, and one of them brings down this axe really hard behind his head, as if they're going to cut off his head. So Mark loved it. He's like, "Yeah, get me on there." Yeah. <laughs> um, he sort of wooed a little bit and stuff. So, and actually, Mark will say that he wanted, perhaps he would have preferred things uh the actors to have been a bit rougher but you've obviously got to be very careful of people are oh, that yeah. nervous or they've got like health issues or something like that um but to to be fair i think because i was expecting much more with the touching i was slightly disappointed that it wasn't as much as i had ex anticipated but then i think it depends it's almost luck of the draw because it's in the bit with the um the pigs yeah. The slaughterhouse. Both Tom and myself, the, the pig guy literally mm. got our heads and shoved them straight down onto the table. So we had like a severed head right in our faces. Uh, and that was yeah. quite aggressive. Again, I, it doesn't bother me. I, it was funny. But I think it just depends on who they pick on yeah. and what they do to you. But it is, that is, it's epitome of immersive. Yes, it, it was absolutely phenomenal. And the, the first bit in the house as well. So you walk in and immediately it's, um, you know, this old, eerie, religious kind of chanting music. That was that scared me, that uh, bit. Oh, that was horrendous because it was just constantly strobe lighting for a really long time, mm-hmm. like going through all the different sort of zones, if you will, and the entire thing was strobes. So you're really disorientated and then you've got all these nuns lined up <laughs> and then all of a sudden, Jules would have fucking hated it and then just threw... This doorway, like it went dark, like one of the dark bits of the strobe, and all of a sudden you just saw this nun's head come out, and it it was really creepy makeup and stuff like yeah. that. And I was like, yeah, because my issue is having done like all the special effects and stuff. Like I like to really look at that kind of thing, and if the makeup looks like it could be real, then absolutely fair enough. But there was a couple of things where I, you know, you could see the the uh, elastic from the mask or something, and yeah. then I'm like, eh. yeah, um. I had I've not seen Megan, but she um, she jumped in between me and Tom because Tom to start with was behind me, and I was like, I don't know who you are, but I'm grabbing you, um, <laughs> <laughs> and then I have a hand on your shoulder. But Megan came in between, and she had her hands on my shoulders, yeah, and was like following for ages all the way through, and I think she was expecting me to to react or something and I knew it was her but I was like no keep going forward I'm a big brave girl I'm a big brave girl I'm fine I'm fine (laughs) just don't look back but she's not scary you haven't seen Megan though have you no yeah it's just so clever and you know the scare actors are 
amazing. And the fact that, like I say, the fact that that particular 90s part was in the school yeah. and then, you know, at the beginning, it's in the house. Yes. So it's already an old, spooky, haunted house. And yeah. then you've got more added to it with the music in there and oh it was just the atmosphere is brilliant yeah you can oh, hear fab. screams from all around you it's it's a really really good absolutely event. i mean i think maybe i mean i like things to be a good amount of time but after a while i think you start to get a little bit exhausted from jumping from being scared that perhaps it loses a little bit of that excitement Sort yeah, of around um, it a little bit. We got really thirsty, didn't we? Yeah, well, from screaming yeah. and getting really hot. So I preferred Hinchinbrook House of Scare City because it didn't stop in the middle where you have the refreshments, but you quite liked that. I liked that fact because then I wasn't feeling yeah. like I needed a drink all the whole time. But I'm now thinking perhaps it wouldn't bother me either way because Scare City, it kind of lost momentum for me after the refreshments. Don't get me wrong, I was still scared, but I felt like, nah, this is just funny now. Mm -mm. Like, yes, I'm a little bit scared, but ha ha ha, scared. Whereas with Hinchinbrook, it was losing momentum towards the end for me anyway. The only thing was the, like the clown thing. But then we went into like the clown bit and because you kept catching up with the groups you were either kept behind for a little bit, so that kind of is like, meh. Then you're waiting, so, yeah. yeah. Or with the clown bit, there was a clown that was just raving. I was brilliant. Like, the music was was brilliant for it, but yeah. this clown was just raving, so it kind of made it just fun. It was hilarious. And then you had Tom raving with the clown. Mark was doing a lot of dancing at some point as well with yeah. someone. Not one of the group, but, like, with some of the scare actors and whatnot. Uh, it just... So for me, that kind of turned it around as well a little bit. Yeah, the clown, the clown city didn't scare me. He did really well. That one that was trying to, I'm going to say, entertain us for want of a better word. Yeah. Uh, whilst we were waiting to go through, because we kept getting stuck. Yeah. That... Because we couldn't move on because of the other group, and that's when poor Maddie was getting it from this bloody clown. But in see, in my head, anxiety goes. You're trapped in here. Mm -hmm. You've got people behind you, people in front of you. You've basically come to a bottleneck in a horror maze. It's really hot. Mm -hmm. There's clowns everywhere. One of them is going to try and kill you. Yeah. So in my head, I was like, D again, this is the beginning of a horror movie. Yeah. This could really go wrong. It got really claustrophobic, yeah. actually. It and did. I think perhaps, because they did keep us at like outside for a while, but it was then kind of up to you how long you left for it for people to go through. But if people mm. were taking too long to go through... Yeah. Then you're going to catch up with them anyway, and then it's kind of a little bit ruined. I did. I did love Clown City, and I just thought, oh, this. It, in as well as the fact that it could have been the start of a horror movie, I was like, oh, this would be really cool if this actually was a rave. And then, and then I start <laughs> thinking about that, and then we're raving with the clowns. And I'm like, yeah, I kind of, I, I wasn't scared so much of the clowns. I just ended up taking my hat off in the end because I was like, I can't keep bloody putting this on and off and having it taken off again. So left it off throughout um, that one. Um, what else? There was a few things that were slightly disappointing. The one that sort of got one of my biggest screams was when all of a sudden the Blair Witch kind of just backed me into a corner. Yeah. Um, because I didn't see her coming or anything like that. All of a sudden she's in my face screaming at me and I'm like, ah! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, you know, I've got a thing with Blair Witch. It doesn't scare me to watch the film and stuff, but I've got history with the Blair Witch. Yeah, so when uh, one of the many times that I lived with uh, Ali... I think we've covered this in one of the other we? episodes, yeah. About oh. staying in the bunk... I had to stay in the bunk bed with you. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, going to your bunk bed because I was scared of the Blair Witch. Scared of Blair Witch. <laughs> um, but, and then the voodoo thing... 
Yeah, I, that's the thing. I think it, it was a really good balance of stuff. The only thing that disappointed me was the ending. Yeah. Before we get to the ending, though, um, Friends was I found funny. So the Friends section had they they'd all been turned into zombies. Yeah. And actually, Tom and Maddie knew a few actors throughout the night, so they obviously spotted them and then were like, oh, this is fine. <laughs> I know that guy, it's but okay. The, the Joey zombie eating and asking how you're doing and stuff like that was just really funny. And then I can't, I think it was like the Monica zombie. I just thought she was having a bit of an issue. Yeah. <laughs> so that didn't, that wasn't scary. That was just kind of fun. And That then, was funny, yeah. that whole bit. It was, yeah, it was brilliant. But the ending... Oh, the children of the corn made me laugh because she was like, if you don't like corn, you can shove it up your ass. Yeah, yeah, that was, that's the thing. I think it was a very good balance of, of comedy and horror. Yeah. So, you know, which is kind of good because then you get you get a bit of both. Yeah, literally, I think the, the house and the school, pure horror, yeah. most, mostly. Yeah. I don't remember laughing too much apart from when Ghostface put my hat over my face. Yeah. <laughs> And and then I was just like, yay, he chose me. <laughs> but Maddie was like, last year, they um, they literally, they picked up her, I think, sister. her sister and yeah. ran off with her. It's so scary. So, again, and she was like, they, they touched you more this year. So I'm thinking, well, last year, if they're grabbing you and stuff like that, but that's then, more extreme than just touching. So perhaps maybe more touching. But maybe they mix <laughs> it up a bit because yeah. if you think people talk about it and they're like, oh, this happened to me and it turns into a bit of an urban legend of a sort of yeah. situation. So, you know, perhaps they don't do that all the time or they don't do that to every group. So you never quite know when What's it's going to happen. So you're just constantly on edge anticipating something. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, that that is then part of the immersive experience, isn't it? So it's quite clever. Yeah, and it does change every year. So I think whatever is kind of popular at the moment, you've obviously got your staples yeah. of characters and, you know, horror figures and things like that. But then they bring in the new stuff. So we had um, Five Nights at Freddy's yeah, that was for this brilliant. year. Yeah. Um, like I said, I saw things for Barbie, but I don't recall Barbie. No, we didn't see Barbie. I can't remember if there was anything else. I'm not quite sure. That's the thing. There's so so much that happened. It's really hard to remember mm. all the bits. Yeah. Um. None of us fell over, which was a good thing. No. Oh, that got so slippery. We had to wait back because they were putting straw on the floor, like through some wooded area, because it was so slippery. Yeah. Yeah. But it's fine. It's just you know, I, I loved the fact it was raining. I loved mm. the fact it was dark. It was a full moon. It was. Yes. Yes. It was yeah. a buck moon. Um, and then you've just got this stately home there as well. So just the whole thing w- was brilliant. It was really, really good. But like you said, the the disappointing part, and that's the part you kind of want to be one of the best things, is the ending. Yes. Like Scarcity was brilliant because it was a long zone. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you were having to do things to get through, yeah. to reach the end and whatnot. But we approached what we didn't realise it was the end. Yeah. And we approached, and it's kind of, I think maybe it was some sort of weird inbred family. Was it leather? I think he might have, was supposed to be Leatherface. I think he was supposed to be Leatherface. Yeah. And um, they didn't do anything. No, they Like, we walked into happened. the room, and there was a guy who looked more like a security guard just dressed up in, like, a Halloween costume, holding a knife, and was just watching us go through. But, yeah. Like, as if he was watching to make sure we were behaving more than anything. And then into another room... And you've got this weird inbred family, and they just kind of no one jumped out at us, at us though. No, the, the, the guy with the 
the chainsaw didn't chase us. So it was a bit like, oh. it was a bit of an anticlimax at the end. That's yeah. what I thought. So the girl with the axe kind of just held it up yeah. to you and watched you sort of go around. Then the guy in the chair, who I think was supposed to be Leatherface, took up the chainsaw, just walked out and then just <laughs> stood in the walkway bit Yeah, as you were leaving. I was like, eh? Yeah, it was a bit weird because said, obviously put in so much effort and planning to everything else that it's odd that that was the ending. It was almost like they couldn't be bothered. Or they'd just given up. Or they'd just given up. Fuck this. Yeah. Honestly, I was just like... And then we came out the end and I was like, that can't be the end, surely. Yeah. And it was. Yeah, that's the only bit I would have changed and said, you need to up your game on the ending. Yeah. But the rest of it was just... It was absolutely bonkers. I don't remember what the room was... But that room that smelt like shit and piss. I want to say his name is like Stanky Face or something. That was horrendous. It's just like, it was a, basically a toilet. And they're, they've got toilet brushes that are wet and they're flinging at, uh, them at you. And one of them had tissue and it looked like it had poo in it. Yeah, obviously it wasn't going to be that. But the only thing I can liken it to, to smelling, and I can attest to this, was a microbiology lab. And they do, they smell like poo. Blech. It, it just smells for me. Yeah. That that was more of a funny thing. But like you said, I think it needs to be a mix of both. Because oh, at yes, the end, you're going to have people having heart attacks if there's no comic <laughs> relief. But the funny thing was, when we came out and we were so dehydrated, we went straight and got like some cans of drink. Yeah. And the people were like, oh, should I have a good time? And they're like, you don't seem that bothered. We've had people come out of there that just look harassed. Like, but really <laughs> stressed. And th- yeah, the guy behind was like, yeah, you guys seem like you're basically hard to please. <laughs> I was like, no, we're not. Just It was so disappointing at the end. That's what we're kind of focusing on at the moment. Yeah. Is that, oh, that's it. Oh, it was so good though. It was so good. And it just makes me want to do more of... I'd go back there, but I also want to... There's so many yeah. through the country, through Halloween. I want to do them all now. You should just do like a, a horror tour. Tour. Yeah. Yeah, that would be really fun. Because um, I was I was thinking to myself that at the end of this, I'm not going to want to go back, I can say. I think in we did a couple of lives, which we shouldn't have done, but we did. And I think I'm on there saying, I've done it once, don't have to do it again. But it was after I said that that things got easier yeah and um i honestly thought i wasn't going to want to go back but i'd happily go back yeah i I mean during if they had the house and school again i will still feel the same fear and i will have to hold on to people but yeah i'd go back yeah it was it was really good we met lovely people it was awesome it was also the perfect setting because we went what time was our time slot uh our time slot was half nine to half ten and that's not for the tour that's just it how long it could take you to actually get to having your yeah. tickets checked and get to the front and whatnot, yeah. yeah. So but we got in fairly quickly. Proper night time, mm. full moon, haunted stately home, it's raining. It was just the perfect setting. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah, and it would be nice to see what they do next year because, like I said, they do... Oh, excuse me. Um, they do it different every year. Yeah. it's It's so great and it just shows how... Halloween has changed in this country because, you know, not that long ago, you never had those kinds of options. And now there's, like, most places, most counties will have several of these kind of horror experiences. And because we've got so many stately homes and amazing buildings that, that, you know, and it's like the scarcity in an abandoned theme park. We've got all these legit settings that are perfect... For this kind of For an immersive horror experience. It's just, yeah, it's brilliant. I loved it. Got a question for you. Go on then. What do you prefer, Scare City or Hinchinbrook House? 
Scarcity, but I've got a history with it because I, I explored it when it was just an abandoned theme park. So to me, it's yeah. like special. I'm going to throw that question over to Gilbert. He's having a think. What What's your favourite? I think I know what you're going to say. I actually don't know. I haven't made a decision yet. They're both very different. Very different. Um, I th- I think if if Hinchinbrook House had continued like the the beginning house part and the school, mm. definitely. I just think they need to sort the ending out a bit. That's all. Yeah. Um, scarcity. I don't. Uh, I actually cannot. I can't. I can't make that decision it at the hard. moment. So Gilbert said it. The experience was difficult to separate. What? So the experience between the two because they're both good. Yeah, um, but the travel for scarcity was long. Yeah. So obviously we we came and stayed with you, Helen, for that. Mm. Um, and you're two and a quarter hours away from Mark and I anyway. Yeah. And then it was a further two hours to get to yep. Chorley for. Scarcity. The only good thing with that is they've reinstated the hotel yeah. that used to serve the theme park and they now do packages so you can go there and you can stay in the hotel, which next time I would probably do yeah. because then you can make, you could stay in the refreshment bit longer. You can have a few more drinks and things to eat and really make a proper yeah. spooky road trip out of it. Oh, definitely. Do you know what? I think I might go for the first half of Hinchinbrook House as was my favourite. Okay. Because I like the fact you had your horror characters. Any references to pop culture? Yeah, yeah I thought that was really things clever. like that. But scarcity was, bra- you know, um, it's been a long time. Obviously, we did like Alton Towers thing. Yeah, but that wasn't on such a scale. Also, it was different because it was literally in between COVID. Yeah, and it was light, wasn't it? Yeah, it wasn't dark. Yeah, um, you know, and I think maybe because of the touching and the chasing for Hinchinbrook. Yeah. We, I mean, we had a bit of chasing at Scare City. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. They're, yeah, they're I'm going I'm, I'm to go out there and I'm going to say Hinchinbrook House. Okay. Um, there's just a few tweaks. Yeah. I'd recommend them both, though. Yeah. I would maybe say Hinchinbrook House to be a little bit shorter. Or hand out water. Mm. Because I was parched halfway through. Yeah, but that's on us, isn't it, Rooney? Oh yeah, we probably could have taken water in. But, but then I also didn't want to have to desperately pee because I already thought I was going to pee myself through fear anyway. And you didn't have to worry about that. You no, had to worry, about to worry about scare that. vomit, didn't you? In yeah. the end. And I'd rather vomit than wet myself. Yeah, because that'd just be uncomfortable. Yeah, you know. Oh, it was brilliant. I loved it. Absolutely loved it. Thank you very much. No, you're absolutely welcome. I'm really glad I got us tickets, and it is the first trip that we've done solely as Cars with Macabre. Yeah. Just us, you know, no offence to the people that have done stuff with us before, but it's, you know, it's the Cars with Macabre crew and event. We, yeah, and yeah. none of us have been there before, so, yeah, yeah didn't know what to expect. Just yeah. hearsay and whispers from Aaron and whoever else was urban legending thing. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, Aaron was going to be coming. I messed up and didn't get confirmation so maybe next year he can come along and I think because Gilbert did his usual trying to scare us he put his hands in my hair screamed at you and I think Aaron would do something similar and those two together would make our lives hell yeah Um, (laughs) that would add to the anxiety actually absolutely so (laughs) you know I think it would be fun so um yeah uh it was great to meet Tom and Maddie yep you guys are lovely um thank you so much Maddie for um, <laughs> trying to be my protector. I wish I could have protected you more from the clown, but I failed miserably. Um, this obviously I've dedicated it to Aaron because 
you know, the biggest scarer in my life is him. It's just a wind-up merch. He really massively. is. Um, yeah. So if you ever get the chance to go, it's only ever on for like a week. But you can still visit the house. But you can still visit yeah. the house. But if you want to do um, horror at Hinch and Brick House, um, it's only ever on for a week. It sells out super duper quick. So make sure you get tickets. I would suggest going when it is sort of evening time when it's darker. Oh, definitely, yeah. Um, and yeah, you you won't be disappointed. Oh no, way. you know there was little bits that could have been done better, but the majority of it as a whole was fab. Yeah, it's brilliant. It was so good. Well, we're still smiling about it, aren't yeah. we? So like, it's great and. Oh, I love it. But yeah, well, thank you everyone for listening to this. Make sure you go back and listen to our other episodes if you haven't caught up. Because yep. obviously we've got, we talk about scarcity experience as well and all other spooky things. And like, subscribe, review, rate, download, share. Share. Comment. Yeah. All the things. All of the things. All of the things. And uh, just because, uh, you know, we want to do more of this and we can, if you listen your support. More. Yeah, follow us on Instagram at Cars of the Macabre. Uh, email us at Cars of the Macabre at gmail.com. Big love to the Gilbert, Goobert, Giblets. However, you listeners are knowing him as now. Mark, <laughs> if you want. Just Mark. Um, for being sound professional um, guy. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Okay, so in English, <laughs> this was brought to you by Park Lane Studios. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's wonderful. He's great at what he does. Hire him um, <laughs> for all your podcast needs. And <laughs> and also, if, if anyone's got any suggestions for spooky road trips, because oh, we, yeah. you know, that's um, definitely write in about that. And also, if you've got any experiences yourself with spooky car related things, indeedy. Um, hope you've enjoyed. Keep tuning in, and until next time, stay, stay spooky, bitches. Stay.